tip today in association with Slattery's of Pecan, your main Peugeot dealer for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie morning. Welcome along to Tip Today. 1800-938-007. Our free phone number won't cost you to make a call to us. And Ali is looking after the programme today. Coming up on the show this morning, we'll speak to Johnny Luby in just a few moments' time. What now for RTE and uh, the Media Minister following last night's shock resignation of the RTE chair? We have the latest on the Templemore swimming pool controversy. A temporary business owner says their future is at risk following a burglary there. A temporary councillor is divided on speed bumps. And our Friday panel will unpack the topics of uh, the week. So all of that and much, much more on the way. You can text and WhatsApp 083 You can email tiptoday at tipfm.com. A look at uh, the front pages. Uh, much talk about RT, as you can imagine. Uh, on the front pages, but the um, the news of uh, Shun Lee Raleigh's uh, resignation came too late for the papers. Uh, the Irish Daily Mail saying that Minister Catherine Martin said she was misinformed twice this week by the chair of the RTE board over a controversial exit package at the broadcaster. And of course, uh, these were remarks that uh, the minister made on primetime last night. Uh, the Irish Times, and again, uh, the RTE story there, Minister for Media Catherine Martin has said she was misinformed by the chair of the RTE board when Shun Lee Raleigh uh, provided assurances and that the board had no role in si- signing off on recent exit packages for senior executives. We'll be speaking about this later on as well. Also on the Times today, interesting one. World GAA, the association's international body, is hoping to have a Gaelic football, hurling and camogie uh, included as Olympic sports at a future Games. And this emerged with the launch of a first strategic plan for the Games overseas in Newry, where this year's GAA Annual Congress is being held today and tomorrow. It's kind of interesting, isn't it? Uh, The Irish Examiner and uh, the only uh, newspaper today, in fact, that doesn't have RT on its front page, is their main story today, telling us that rents in regional cities are soaring close to €2,000 per month, despite an overall slowdown in rent inflation and the average monthly rent has increased by 500 euros since before COVID to a rather crippling 850 euro a month with uh, some regional cities seeing rents uh, rise by more than twice the national rate. Also in the examiner today, a little bit of nostalgia in some ways because Ireland's last remaining payphone boxes are to be finally decommissioned by the end of the year. The utility firm air has said that the decision has been taken due to a rapid fall in demand for their use, but a number of boxes will instead now be used to house defibrillators or be repurposed to house electric vehicle chargers. And finally, a look at the Indo. And again, RTE making the headline there, RTE's chair... Uh, Chair's future is now in doubt after the row with the Minister and of course as we're well aware at this point just before one o'clock this morning uh, Shuni Ralik tendered her resignation. The front of the Indo is dominated by a a picture of a woman who claimed to have suffered uh, disabling injuries in a car accident which left her unable to work for over five years but she had her €760,000 plus claim dismissed 
after she admitted winning a Christmas tree throwing competition. And there is a picture of the said lady throwing a Christmas tree on the front of the Indo today. So if you want to make a comment on any of that, we would love to hear from you. Once again, text WhatsApp 83 311 It's time for Johnny Luby. Good morning, Johnny. Good morning, friend. More Good news morning, from RTE this morning, Johnny. Yeah, the other night after throwing my Christmas tree out, friend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable what's going on. To get 760 awards, the first time 760,000, and then be caught on camera throwing away a Christmas tree. Throwing away a Christmas tree and smiling while you're doing it. It's a great oh, story. God, it's it's, nice. that's, that's for sure. Modern Ireland is still raining by. Isn't it, it just to believe, isn't it? Yeah, look, look, it, you know. Ah, oh, Jim, stop the lights. Mm. And uh, then we have the. They were enough about playing Holland in the Olympics. Yeah, what do you make of that? I think it's the greatest load of crap of all time. <laughs> we have enough to do to run the All Ireland competitions and con- and try and get the matches over, club matches, not to be playing them uh, Christmas Day and Stevens Day and everything else. And here we we'll just say if Golden were lucky enough to have a player going after the Olympics playing Holland, which would be which would sound brilliant. <laughs> but here Golden can play a match until he comes back. <laughs> I mean, for God's sake, stop the lights! Look, I I don't know, friend. Have you anybody uh, in mind for Golden who could go? You see the top. <laughs> <laughs> myself <laughs> the top see the top price of course is can they get a week a, a week away or fortnight away and things like that and mm. then you have the physios going over and what have I got above tonight who would you play China or Japan <laughs> I'd love to be playing against Russia and be marking Putin or whatever his name is and he's in one crack of a bloody holy <laughs> anyway that's myself to be very <laughs> embarrassing if you lost in the hurling match against China <laughs> <laughs> I told you. If I got a boy, I'll tell you, I don't know, friend. I, I'd have to left uh, yeah. at times when I think of all the things that happen. You know, like you're the FAI now, they're in front of the... Uh, PAC, uh, yeah. The, the, the PAC, Public, public Accounts Committee, yeah. You know, and, and look, hey, they, I don't know, something about getting COVID money and I right, went in another direction mm. to pay all the bills and mm. then you have the chairperson of the RTE resigning and look, I wonder who appointed all them in the first place. Did they know what they were appointing? Is it all a case of uh, uh, knowing your friends and sticking them into the proper place, into, into all them places? Mm. I mean, what, the money they were on and the salaries they were on and then in the middle of the whole pandemic or epidemic, Somebody comes on then on television, whether it is Varadkar or Michal Merton or whatever else, and they're encouraging people to pay their license and they haven't a clue where the money is going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there's no problem in paying a license if you knew where it was going. So what's going on on television there, Mother of God? Well, the the, the Minister for the Media is saying that she can't interfere in the day-to-day workings of RTE and that she was relying on her relationship with the chair of RTE for information and that's why she feels so. Yeah. But your friend, if you're going to bail them out, you have to know. You'd you imagine so. Know, You'd imagine so. Well, that, that, that's what I would think here on the Forkney Road. You have to know what's going on, Sean. Yeah. Uh, and that uh, nobody seems to know anything. I said it before, in um, times, when you're dealing with somebody else's money, you don't give two bloody holes. Mm. Mm. That's what I would think, anyway. As regards the other night on the television, they're on channels, that there's 401, 2 and 3. The same thing was on, on, on the three channels. So you wonder why you would... Why would you have... <laughs> you were listening you to, know, to Senator McDowell uh, yesterday on the programme. Yes, and he's top class, you know, I, I think myself, but um, like on the 8th of March, whether I will vote or I won't vote, I honestly don't know. Yeah. But I know one thing, any canvassers going around, the first thing they should have is a pair of earmuffs because they will get it straight between the two eyes of what's going on. 
Now, I'm voting no at the moment because my wife has too much of a good life. <laughs> uh, without I vote yes, and I hate if she diverted from it. Her place is in the hole. She's got mad. You can't say in, that, Johnny. In, in a nutshell. <laughs> ah, stop that. Uh, I, I'd be afraid if I voted yes, she'd be gone day and night, you know. Uh, well, well, that couldn't be because you're gone day and night, you see, so. I, yeah, and this, somebody should stay at home then. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, look, I, uh, I don't know. Mm, yeah. I do not know. I don't even know themselves. All I know is that if if, if you vote, like, like the Lisbon Treaty when we voted no, we had to go back again the week after and vote yes. I still voted no because I had to clue what I was voting yes for. Well, that's what Mary so, Lou is advocating, that, you know, that if it's a no turnout, she, she'll put it to the people again if they get I, into I government. I'm not... Look, listen, hey, the police, I... Look, they come up with... I wonder how did Gallows for help get on with the, the vest above in the doll. He said he was bringing it up to the doll about the restaurants closed down mm. and the night of vest and the whole lot. Mm. Uh, when Gallows is on again, you could ask him, you make any progress on it? There's well, no point bringing it up there. You follow it up to the very best and get the thing done mm. and get it over the line. And there's some chance that the restaurants and all of that thing would keep going. Yes. But you, you see, know, I mean, he, he presented it in the Shannon, but sure, we'll see. We'll see if there's any result from that. Um, so, anyway, mention, something we can we can talk about. It. Oh, sorry, go on, Johnny. Yeah, restaurants. Yeah, I, yeah. Was, I was in the lane in the. I was at the races yesterday in Tullos. A fantastic day down there. A fine crowd, and of course, there was plenty of cowl, but we were well talked out for it. I did chat that walks with the Queen. I brought him to Tullos. He said he'd often watch the races on television. He's over for the weekend. And I said, come on, Tullos, then we'll go to Tullos. He thought it was a fantastic venue and great characters there and wonderful people. And he reckoned that uh, it's as good, it is as good a track that's in the country. I mean, fantastic viewing and everything else. But then we ended up in Bailey's in Cashel. And uh, if he won a few pounds, he said that uh, he'd buy the grub. So I had some kind of a, a Chinese duck. Chinese uh, duck. Yeah, I thought it inside with a heap of cabbage because all this greenery that goes with it. <laughs> but it was absolutely beautiful. I would chance it again. And who comes on and he's with the lady asking for you? Ah, uh, he's a fantastic. <laughs> uh, fantastic. He gave me he gave me a free glass of wine. Did he? He Fair did, yeah. And uh, he told me that for three days he was out in the lower valley. Uh, mm. In France. Uh, on, on a wine tasting expedition. Hmm. And uh, he said he's going again in a month's time and he's going to bring me and you. Oh, listen, now, yes. I thought the lower valley was between Drumbay and Lutherford. His house, if you don't mind, his house in some part of France. And when I heard this lower valley or whatever oh, it was. But, uh, yeah, we had a, a wonderful meal there. And Frank, he speaks highly of you. Yeah, sure. And me of him. He's a fantastic success story yeah. in the own. Uh, right. A great man altogether. Yeah. But then I met Tom Egan in the jockey, uh, the jockey fame uh, in Tullus Races yesterday. Heartily congratulated him on his, uh, was it, four star award leading hotel in Ireland. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then you had the Cashel Palace doing the five star. So we're absolutely steeped yes. to be in. Uh, the county of Tipperary was wonderful. Uh, uh, That's great, yeah. Uh, a, a Michelin star for for the for the restaurant there in the Cashel Palace. Really, really fantastic oh, yeah. result, yeah. Oh, mm. hey, top and fair play to him. And friend, on top of that, they're great uh, employers as well. Mm. Mm. 
Yeah, you yeah. know, it's, uh, it's great. The the way Cashel is going now is it's fantastic altogether. Oh, it's fantastic. You, my wanna, sister, my we, sister was up yesterday be in uh, Dublin. Uh, herself and then her sister went off to uh, the Sister Act. Is it Sister Act? Yeah, the musical. Yeah, the part was absolutely fantastic. <laughs> I, lo- now, I love your knowledge I, of musicals. It's it's. You told me it was a new film. I wouldn't have a clue what it is. The bloody Sister Act. But anyway, yeah. they they got a taxi from wherever they got out and over to that place, wherever that was, and a taxi back. And she couldn't speak highly enough of the taxi drivers. They were absolutely oh, fantastic. You know, got out of the car and showed them where to go and that kind of a thing. Of course, they they look. They probably look like two gussy gooses going around <laughs> Dublin, not having a clue. I told myself in the map, I've the map here, I said. Uh, that probably they don't do them things, but they thought it was absolutely fantastic. Tonight they're going to that one in New Inn, uh, mm. the uh, uh, play in New Inn, the play, I think the play, 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 play by the Western World, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the chemist, the chemist. I better give him a, a, a mention because uh, he gives me the old tablets there. He doesn't throw in one extra, <laughs> one extra, <laughs> just in case. But uh, yeah, Paddy Bellevue and all the rest of them are uh, there, I'm sending them over there tonight. I can't go myself because I'm in Norbrook Lounge tonight in Clannacenny ah, for the Cheltenham preview night for the Dylan Quirk thing. And as I said before, we have the likes of Bridget there, uh, who runs the, uh, uh, the the local pub there. And then you have yeah, Ken Whelan and Dennis Hogan, and you have Harry Swan, and you have Tom Hogan, and Connor McNamara, and you have truly is the uh, MC for the night. So hopefully we'll have a good crack. Try and I have to go to Shannon Airport in between because I have to collect a woman that's uh, she's not coming to Cheltenham and preview night. She's just uh, coming home for two days. So I have to go and collect her there maybe in a couple of hours. Oh, my God, you're, you're a busy chap indeed. Do you want to do you want to look at sport for me, Johnny? Do you want to do you want to have a look yeah, at? Yeah, I suppose we better talk about it. Yeah, the disappointing result for the Tipperary footballers last weekend in London. Mm. I was disappointed. I genuinely thought that we'd be putting them away. But look, it's early days, yes. And uh, I suppose he's trying to get players together. And with injuries and a whole lot, a county of Tipperary can't uh, operate without uh, all their players. And when you have two or three injuries, it kind of uh, upsets the the plans of the manager and all of that. But anyway, they're still there. They have to play Leash or top of the pile, I think, uh, there this weekend. And of course, in a marvellous victory from Nina CBS uh, they, in the semi-final of the All-Ireland Colleges, it's brilliant for them. Our Camogie team were probably in hard luck to go down by a goal. That match was played above one of my favourite venues, uh, Kilcommon. And uh, of course, McCormick's across the road as well as uh, a good old venue of ours. Uh, in the rugby, Munster win and Connacht win and Leinster likewise. But Ulster go down agonisingly with a young fellow from Kilfeetle who's playing out here for Ulster, young Flannery. Uh, there, uh, they, he kicked a magnificent penalty from the halfway line to go a pint or two ahead, but they got a penalty or something in the last in the very last second to win the match by a pint. Uh, in the local scene, in June rugby, Tullus defeat, uh, Cam William Kilfeetle uh, won against Charleville, and of course, fed up, they got a losing bonus pint down in Scarab, I think it was, in County Clare. Or St. Sennans off that side of the country in Clare. Uh, Cashel had a good win and uh, Clonmel had a very good win. But uh, Nina, who are top of the pile, didn't play last weekend due to the bad weather on the pitch was uh, uh, unplayable. So mm. that match will, uh, will go on again sometime. And of course, uh, 
Decamogli uh, crowd, uh, you have uh, just hold on a second. The uh, line, they're in the All Ireland final tomorrow. That game has been right down here at 12 o'clock. They're playing the Loretto College in the final. And of course, they're one of their coaches is Vivian Gaynor. I said a daughter of Liam's last week. I got corrected again because then Gaynor was listening on the radio above in the kitchen. He says, Tell that whore, he says, my daughter in law. So I which which horror was he referring to? I wonder. <laughs> oh me, <laughs> you. <wasn't>. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that so uh, uh, Vivian is one of the coaches, so she's steeped in the hurling and camogie and all of that. We have a huge fundraiser for Clare and GA Club on the fifth of April. It said. A, a championship preview. I'll have more about that later. Hmm. And of course, uh, uh, the uh, talking about the oh yeah, friend, married forty-four years next weekend. You are poor Catherine. Yes. She deserves some sort of a, oh, an official oh, award for that. To the pity there wasn't an Olympic gold medal for her, and I'd be a certainty to get it because uh, she said that if she had done two models, she'd be, she'd be <laughs> out on bail five years ago. But, but I calculated it, friend. It's fifteen thousand six hundred and seventy days. Wow, wow. But I wonder how many of those days did she actually see you? Well, I well, we had three great nights. <laughs> we had three kids. And you're, I better get away from that. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, the, uh, and in the... In the, uh, the how did your music festival go in Wexford last weekend? Because I was in Wexford. I, I gave two rough nights in John Murphy's pub in... Uh, Carrick on Banno, just outside uh, uh, the Wellington oh, Bridge, I know, I and I didn't well. get a chance. Yeah. yeah, I didn't get a chance to go to see you. But uh, how did it go for you? Yeah, well, it went great, and the place was packed. But you say I put out the information that Johnny Luby was going to turn up, and then he didn't, <laughs> of course. But you're amused yeah. to that now. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, that's it. Yeah, uh, friends, the uh, the big night tomorrow night in Tullus. Yes, uh, it's at the Greyhound Stadium. Uh, outside of the uh, it's the uh, a huge fundraiser for the Tipperary Supporters Club who play across the road in, in uh, the FBD Semple Stadium there at uh, 4 o'clock. They play with meat. And uh, it's uh, I was talking to Liam Cahill yesterday and looked at another match on the wrong to play it and hopefully win it, which mm. they hopefully should. Uh, they, they come across the road then at half six. 6.30 to the Tullus Greyhound Stadium. We have the Champion Beach Day Final on, which is a renowned race in the Tullus uh, Greyhound Stadium. And uh, there's plenty of other top-class races. But we have, uh, is it, three or four Greyhounds in the final of the uh, Champion Beach Day with Pat Gilfile from Moneygall having two and Mr. Buckley uh, from On the Borders. And, of course, uh, Sean Burke there in Clareham has uh, owns two Greyhounds in the final. So the very best of luck. Uh, uh, to all the uh, uh, contestants, along with uh, uh, the, the young girl, the ones she has a greyhound as well in the final. So, look, uh, it's twenty euro to get in. It's all funds go to the Tipperary Supporters Club because, friend, listening to lads in the know, mm. you know, when Limerick have the likes of maybe Mr. McManus there, and that there's no stone left untugged in the pursuit of uh, uh, victory uh, to look after the players welfare and that between yeah. physios and doctors and the whole lot and uh, they have to try and get a few quid tomorrow night and it's a uh, there's face painting and all of that uh, 
myself wheeling is the girl that's in charge there of the Greyhound Stadium and she will leave no stone unturned of music afterwards as well at the stadium and uh, of course it's a great chance for parents to bring youngsters uh, to meet the Liam Cals of this world and uh, the McGraths there and mm. uh, many many more lads so look the very best of luck to them tomorrow night at, uh, at half six and if you can at all to uh, ask the lads there look please go and support it because right. uh, you'll get a chance to meet the players and that's a big thing. Right, well done. And you'll, will you be there yourself? Yeah, friend. Yeah. Certainly, yeah. Please God, as the fellow says, as long as the youngsters won't be coming looking for my autograph <laughs> and teams like that. You know, that kind of way. <laughs> well, well I, I heard you got on so well in Clock Jordan, people were looking for your autographs up there. <laughs> for, for some of those jokes you were telling, <laughs> hey, I heard. They were <laughs> risque, yes. <laughs> hey, I hope nobody took a video of it because normally <laughs> Catherine gets it in and she, uh, she'd say, Mother of God, is that what you were doing? You know, but anyway, friend, it's it hard to believe that he's 55 years. I mean, like, I'm still trying to send the man off to the moon, and it's 55 years since we landed man I on know. the moon. I know, yeah. I remember, well, you, you wouldn't remember that because you were only in a cottage or in nappies at the time. I'm, I'm glad you said uh, that, yeah. And, mm. and to the safety pin nappies you were in at that time, <laughs> not, the, not, the, not the modern fall. And I was one. left in them too long as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something's but, ever changed. Friend, yeah. Yeah, it's 55 years, and, and I see now uh, there's uh, and of course, we'll say at that time I was I was going to uh, girls, uh, the opticians in Tip Town, mm. and they gave me right good glasses. What did I ever see? The second man landing on the moon <laughs> from Golden. <laughs> I said, I better get the, the, the dig in. But listen, friend, I yes. see what I'll get rid of uh, the phone box. That's right. That's right. Yeah, they're becoming obsolete now, Johnny, because you all have mobile phones. Well, you your mobile phone is so old it should be in a phone. Brand, <laughs> there was a woman one time. I'll finish on this for the moment. Okay. And the daughter was uh, uh, having the baby, mm. and uh, she was driving, going down to Cork to the maternity. The expensive, oh, the yeah, the. They, they down to the intensive care into the maternity ward having this baby. Yes. And then you the car broke down outside uh, uh, some phone box. But didn't her waters break? This girl that was pregnant, didn't her waters break at the same time? Mammy, mm. she said, you better come and collect me. She says, I'm standing here in the phone in the phone box. And the mother said to her, where are you ringing from? She says, from my belly button. She says, to my door. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, Johnny. Good luck, Johnny. Good luck. Bye-bye. 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 The great Johnny Luby there, live from the Fourpenny Road, and my best wishes to lovely Catherine as well, putting up with him for 44 years. The Justice Minister was in Tipperary last evening. Helen McEntee was speaking at the Tipperary Chamber President's Lunch in Thurless, and our head of news, uh, Donald Doyle, spoke to the Minister after the event about incidents in Ross Grey this week, which saw a large group of women protest following an incident involving a refugee which is now under Garda investigation. Here's what she said when uh, Donald asked her about that. I, I won't get into any incidents. I know what you're referring to, and obviously I, I think it's important that I don't. Um, what I would say is that I think there is an attempt, and I'm not saying by the women, but there's an attempt by some people to suggest that migrant communities and those who are coming seeking protection, that they are in some way automatically criminals. And I have to just... I have to push back on that very strongly. There's absolutely no facts to back that up. Um, but unfortunately, where you have incidents that might arise 
uh, that might, you know, we have a population where 20% of the people born in this country are not from this country. So you will always have a mixture of people committing crimes with those who want to sow division and create that fear that you're talking about. They will hone in and focus in on one or two or three single incidents and make it look as it's a very different situation. So I'm not dismissing anybody's concerns, um, but I would say that there is an attempt to instil that fear in people where uh, it shouldn't necessarily be there. I mean, the migrant community in this country have contributed so much um, without them. And you talk about services, we wouldn't have GP services in many counties. We wouldn't have carers in nursing homes and other parts of our health service. We wouldn't have people on the building sites who are building the houses that we so desperately need. So we just really need to, to, to make sure that there's an understanding of actually what it is that a, a migrant does, who they are and how they contribute, not just financially but culturally as well, uh, and also address people's concerns that they have. I think more broadly people want to see more Gardaí, they want that presence on the ground, and that's to be safe in general, to feel safe um, irrespective of who's in their community. Uh, but, you know, I, push, I, I would push back strongly on, on any link between migrants and crime because it, the, the facts are just not there. Okay, and the issues in Ross Grey do predate Racket Hall. Unfortunately, there were, before Christmas, public meetings in the town arising out of antisocial behaviour and perceived problems between uh, asylum seekers and uh, and local youths. There were a couple of uh, instances of scuffles being reported and the feeling that it wasn't being policed, that people weren't being protected, that this was allowed to happen on the streets and... There was already uh, an issue there that Racket Hall has become a powder keg uh, or, a, or, or uh, a fuse, uh, let's say, to that powder keg. Um, th- and, that's, and that goes back to your remit and, and policing levels that are perceived to be inadequate. Look, uh, the fact that we had a guard the college that was closed for two years to new recruits, um, it unfortunately means, and, and I don't like this more than anyone else, that we are about a thousand guardy less than we should be. Um, those two years where we really had started to see momentum build and there were huge numbers coming out of the college, that was stopped dead. Um, and so you had continued retirements, you had people leaving, as, as is always the case with any workforce, without it being replenished. Um, what I'm really trying to do is make sure that every effort, so from increasing the allowance for people going into the college to providing the funding for the new recruits to giving them what they need. So the more we invest in technology, the more we make it easier for Gardaí to do their jobs, the more we have civilian staff doing office work, then the more you free up Gardaí to be on the front line on the beat. Yeah, that's uh, Minister Helen McEntee speaking to Donald uh, yesterday. Do you know, I'm sick and tired of... When, whenever a, a government representative is asked now about legitimate issues and legitimate concerns that people have around the numbers of people coming in because we just can't seem to cope with them, many of them staying on the streets, they conflate the issue with migrants who are coming here legally to work. Why, why are they allowed to get away with that all the time when it's a completely and absolutely separate issue? Anyway... What do you think about that? 083 311 Tip today with Fran Curry. With Slattery's Garage, puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie. Hello, it's Andy.